Welcome to Top Advisor Marketing, where you will learn how to become a prolific online influencer, attract more ideal clients, and grow your practice. Brought to you by Top Advisor Podcasting, a done-for-you podcasting solution built just for trusted advisors. And now, your co-hosts of Top Advisor Marketing, Kirk Lowe and Matt Halloran. Hello and welcome to part three of our mini series with Idea Decanter. Episode number one was really finding out about who they are and what they do and why they do it and really how they got to where they are. And the second episode was talking about how to prepare to shoot your video. And this third episode is to dive into their brains more deeply on how to use video as a marketing tool. I think lots and lots of people want to shoot video but after they shoot the video, they don't really know how to use it to grow their business, which is what I'm going to dive into with Laura and Sharon today. So ladies, welcome back to the show. Thank you Thanks so much for having us. Okay. Where do we even begin here, guys? I mean, uh, so, so let's just presume that the video is shot. You guys have done the amazing work that you always do. The advisor looks fantastic. She's over the moon about it. It's compliance approved. Where do we go from here? You have to think of it as a utility player, kind of your Swiss army knife. There are a lot of different directions you can go with your video and you should use them all because you've invested your time and you, if you're not DIYing, you've invested some budget. So let's get the most mileage out of it so you can get a return. Step number one, I would say, is figuring out where to post it. Now for your website, you may be able to directly embed it into your website, but the majority of people are actually hosting their video somewhere else and linking it into their website with an embed code. Typically where they're posting it originally is YouTube. And the reason why is because YouTube is the second most popular search engine after Google these days. And while for you, it might not be native to go to YouTube to search up an answer for a question. It's what the future generations are doing mm -hmm. and it's why it's such a popular search engine. There are some downsides to YouTube, some things we don't love about it. You get recommended the next video. You have a little less control over what the video embedded in your website looks like. So there are some negatives, but there are some real positives. If you're DIYing, there is the whole YouTube studio. So you can load up your video and actually do some editing. You can add in captions. There's a, a lot of functionality on the back end of YouTube these days that make it um, really worthwhile. One tip to get around that suggested next video is to create a playlist once you've got multiple videos on your channel to go in and start creating a playlist and grouping like content together. And what happens is your viewer gets served up another one of your videos to watch after they've watched the first one. So could you also do YouTube for search engine optimization, right? Mm -hmm. But could you also put it on Vimeo or another site so that you have more control over what happens on the website? Do you ever ask people or tell people to do it in both places? We, well, I would say most people have not heard of Vimeo. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, one thing that we have found is um, we use a paid service called Wispia, mm. and you don't get all the clutter of YouTube, and there's a lot of extra functionality that's available for it, but you have to pay for it because, mm. you know, YouTube's making their money with all their ads and their 
and their playlists like watch next things. Um, so that's an option. But of course, with all of these, I don't know if it's true for every financial advisor out in the country, but you need to make sure you turn on this, off those comments because your compliance officer will not like those comments. Yeah, they hate those freaking things, right? Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, good or bad. Now, here's in how, I don't know if you, in, I'm asking because I have no idea. So I'm a financial advisor and I'm in Kansas City and I shoot a video and I put it on YouTube. How do I stop Fisher Investments from having the precursor, you know, those, those skip ad things ahead of time? Are, we, are you able to do that or is that another one of the issues with YouTube? Okay, so YouTube may have changed. I have not been researching it in the past, say, like two and a half weeks. <laughs> but unless you've monetized your account, you don't always get that pre-roll, right? So it, there's a checkbox for that. Like, you don't have to have that. But that's when pl uh, places like Vimeo or mm -hmm. Wistia or I don't know if there's other ones out there. There probably are that I don't even know about come into play like if, if that's a concern of yours but if you have monetized your account they can put whatever they want up whatever they want top. right and yeah. and you know why why would an advisor uh want to monetize the account because they're trying to monetize it for themselves instead of getting one hundredth of a penny you know from uh you know right. somebody actually watching through the ad okay now okay so now we've got it somewhere right mm -hmm. right so we've got it on the second largest search engine in the entire world now what so you want to link it into your website because video is a powerful tool in building relationships. So it's important to find a home for it on your website, whether that is your homepage, whether you're doing a story about why you do what you do, that's great for your bio page. If you're heat mapping your website, which I recommend doing, seeing what your buyer journey is on your website, most likely the number one page they're going to is your homepage and the number two page they're going to is your bio page. So figuring out what pages people are actually traveling and then putting videos there for them to consume makes a ton of sense. And then step number three, you've got the where to post it, the get it on your website. Step number three is email. And our clients have found over the years that really the most engaged audience they have are the people who already know them. I will get a call from an advisor who says, I am focused on Facebook or mm -hmm. I'm focused on LinkedIn <clears throat> and I'm going to put some videos up and people are going to see them and call me. And I think, no way. And you're asking people to tell you about the most personal thing in their life beyond sex, right? You're talking about money. And so the, the buyer journey is not through a single touch point on a social media platform. It's a great way to maintain client relationships. It's a great way to stay top of mind with COIs. It's a great way for people to start discovering you, but a single video doesn't have that kind of impact. Email is really where it's at. So let's say you have a prospect who's interested in setting up a first meeting. You can send them an email with a video in it before they come in. Let them feel like they've met you. You can send them an email on the back end of that meeting to let them know what's coming next, to lead them through your funnel. So there are a lot of different touch points you can have with prospects or with clients adding value to their lives, answering their questions, but finding ways to email your video is 
super important and should not be skipped over. I do and hear from a lot of people uh, like, oh, I'm having trouble emailing this video. You can't email a video. The file is <laughs> way too big. Yeah, I was going to say, there's some technical issues. with You'll, you'll break their inbox. It's silly. But the easy workaround for that is to drop what we call a weaponized thumbnail. It's a screen cap from somewhere in your video, preferably with you on camera, not making a crazy face like, ah. And <laughs> it has a play button on it. So you drop it in, you insert that image into an email. If you're just working out of Outlook, you just insert the image and then add a hyperlink to wherever you're taking them to watch the video, whether it's a landing page on your website, your blog page, you could take them straight back to YouTube, Vimeo. Wistia, but getting that video in front of them in an email in a way that looks like it's a video but isn't is key. I've seen far too many advisors just try to send out a URL and it's a hyperlink and you can click on it, but you're not really incentivized to do it the way you are when you see the play button and your face in it. So email is definitely number two, number three, I would say, and number four is then find ways to use it on social and Sharon, you can add tips for social here. Sure. Well, so if you want to get the most bang for your buck on social, you need to upload the video file. If you link to YouTube, it'll have a little thumbnail that there's a video there, but nobody wants to click out of whatever platform they're in, whether it's Facebook or Twitter or LinkedIn. So we want people to upload directly to the platform. So with Facebook, it's pretty cut and dry. There's like a little photo button, you click on it, you upload a video, it turns to a little video button. Super, super easy. Uh, one perk that we give our clients is that we will burn in already proofed captions into the video because 85% of video is being watched on mute on social. If you don't have that opportunity, if you're DIYing or if you have an older video that you want to use, you can go in and Facebook will auto-generate those captions, but it's AI-generated. So you have to take the time to listen to the video and correct it so that it doesn't look like you don't know how to spell. But you um, never want to link over from YouTube to Facebook or YouTube to LinkedIn. You want to go and start a post and click on the button that looks like a camera, mm -hmm. and then choose the file from your, the MP4 from your computer and load that up. And that autoplay will happen when people are scrolling by and they'll stop and they'll engage. And what's nice is that then you can actually look and see like how many people have watched it on Facebook versus having your YouTube metrics be everything all at once and you have no way of knowing where you're being most successful with your marketing. We found now, that on, Twitter, on we found that on LinkedIn too, Sharon. I mean, uh, being mm -hmm. able to see on your page, it'll give you those stats right underneath your thing. How many people have engaged? How many people have watched it? Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. What What about Twitter? No, I was going to say Twitter has a time limit to it, so I believe it's 120 seconds. So if your video is longer than that, then you need to just edit it down. Mm. So that's mm. just something to be concerned about. It might be changing in the future, but. And, and Twitter right gives now. you that option as you load up, same way you start a post, you click on the button for the video, and when you load it, if it's past two minutes and 12 seconds, I think it is, it, it automatically puts it into edit mode and you can just drag oh. the ends or beginning of the video and easily edit within Twitter. Although the 
bad part about that is that uh, your compliance officer will be really mad if you cut off your disclaimer. <laughs> so, <laughs> so. And since most of those are 30 seconds alone, right? Uh, yeah, I, I record. Yeah, I record all of those for us here at Top, all of our clients at Top Advisor Marketing. And there, some of them are, are just unbelievable and make no sense whatsoever. All right. So, so sharing it socially, making sure you're sending it out via email. And then, of course, um, the first time you post a video on Facebook, everyone's going to see it and they love it. The second time you post it, Facebook wants you to pay. So mm -hmm. we have, even if you're putting 10 or $20 behind a post, if you want it to be seen, we do encourage people to boost their posts. Now, a lot of people are more like, you need to spend 100 or $200 on a boosted post, but also you need to consider your audience. Like you're not selling sneakers, so you don't need to... You don't need to appeal to the entire nation. Mm -hmm. You just have to appeal to like your specific demographic. You know, I think some people go after 20,000 or 30,000 views, like that'll cost you. And is it as valuable to you as five really relevant, valuable views? I mean, clearly you don't want those kind of numbers. You don't want just five people to see it, but I think it, having the expectation that you're going to post a video and it's going viral is unrealistic. So you just totally stole where I was going next. So, so we're going to walk <laughs> through the story. That was freaking awesome. Uh, so let's, let's talk about mileage and success. We hear this all the time. Okay, Matt, what is real success with podcasting? Well, I've had clients who've had three podcasts in the can and gained $5 million in new assets, right? Because somebody heard the first three podcasts and like, you're exactly who I want to work with, right? So that was one person who listened to the podcast, right? But they all want to have 10,000 downloads for every one of their podcasts. Video is no different when it comes to metrics and things like that, even though that video has way better tracking than podcasting does these days and, and analytics. How do you guys talk about success? I, Laura, I know that you're the one who does a lot of the business dev and sales stuff here. I'm sure you get that question all the time. How do you answer that question? What should our listeners expect from you, the person who does this for a living, and say, you know what, that was a successful video? Well, I think we're all trained to think of it in terms of ROI. And in marketing, that's a soft target. It really is. We often talk about it as ROO, return on objective. And in order to gauge how effective you're being, if you're reaching your objective, you need to clearly set that objective up front. <laughs> so you need to do a little bit of work and identify what, what makes this project successful for me? What, what makes it worth my while? What am I trying to get out of it? And really document that. And then ask yourself, how am I going to track it? And for video, like you said, it's, it's more trackable than podcasting in a lot of ways because you can go through and do an Excel spreadsheet that's got your video the day you post it, your views for each of the different platforms. You've got your YouTube and your Facebook and your, if you're sharing it everywhere. You can really track that. What I always encourage people to do is to continue to track the long tail engagement. So go back in three months and make sure you add any numbers in. And remember, you're not just getting to go to YouTube and plugging some numbers in. We're posting individually to each of the social platforms. So you really have to go in each one, each quarter, and just track your kind of performance. And 
the value of that is not just figuring out your return on objective, but it's also helping you realize which content is resonating with your audience and what isn't doing well. And, you know, your audience may be super interested in your quarterly market updates, or they may love these videos you're doing that you're giving them the cliff notes of your favorite three podcasts for the quarter or the three books you're reading or the three favorite articles or whatever it is, the three things you've listened to on Audible. And it really will be telling what is working for you. And you'll be able to see we think that 18 months is a good span to dedicate to trying something before you decide, have I reached my objective or is it helping me get there? I definitely have seen advisors to make the mistake of saying, I'm going to make one video and that's going to be it. In fact, performance wise, most advisors get much better. It's a pretty steep learning curve for on-camera performance. So by the third video, they look much more comfortable than they did in the first. But 18 months is sort of a, a good place to go back and look at these quarterly metrics you've collected. And it's nice to also record the soft touches you have. So if you have a way of kind of cataloging when someone in the office says, yes, I heard from so-and-so that they loved this video, or I got an email, like if you can chart that, it helps you also hone in on, am I reaching my objective? So Matt, we do a lot of work with Make-A-Wish here in the Alaska and Washington chapter, and they do such a great job using video with their marketing campaign. And of course, their big objective is to get donations to help these kids fulfill their wishes, right? But what they've done is they incorporate these heartfelt, just incredible stories of these kids. We filmed a couple of them and they make me cry every single time, but they do such a great job at just reaching three specific goals, right? So number one, they want brand awareness. They want people to know they exist and that they need you. And number two, they just kill you with these amazing heartfelt stories that just make you want to help them, right? And then three, they just really embrace their donors and they give back to them as well. They have these big galas and they make people feel a part of that whole journey that people are taking with these children. And so I think for a financial advisor, they can kind of take these sort of things like one, your return of objective is maybe first brand awareness. And then second, maybe it's making sure your clients know you care. And then Third, showing those prospects that like you're in there for the long term with the journey of their journey or their voyage with you to get to their financial security. We almost say the exact same thing there. Uh, the the return on, and, and we, we really just do a, a return on not just objective because I think their objectives, they're just not aligned. Mo most people who are listening to this podcast are understand marketing, but a lot of them still are learning what marketing means. And marketing takes momentum, no matter what medium you use, blogs, seminars, you know, video, podcasting, what was social media, it takes a while because we have to create that social proof. And when you make the decision about what medium you want to use, please make sure that you're asking yourself, when you think about that ideal client, what do they prefer? What do they consume? 
there's a couple of tips that you talked about today that I just want to highlight before we wrap up. And one of them is the whole idea of, of subtitles, right? Or subtext or however you, you said that, because so many people do watch videos with no sound. I do it all the time. Uh, you know, because you know, I, because, I don't know. I don't want to bother other people. I mean, pretty much, you know, if I'm, you know, I'm sitting at the table, uh, you know, and you know, my kids are on their phone and my wife's on, you know, her phone or whatever. We're all just kind of hanging out because we share videos and things like that. I'm, I'm, I look at those uh, a lot. I also love the fact that you should look at it as a way to communicate with existing clients, what's going on and continue to build that relationship. We all know that retaining a client is way easier than getting a new one. And if you're good at what you do, you're going to really continuously make money off of that client, especially if you have the opportunity to bring them new products and services. The other thing that I really want to highlight is numbers aren't really the focus. It's that, I don't know, Laura, did you say it was a soft or sure? Did you say the soft tracking? That was Laura. <laughs> that was Laura. Yeah, so it's the soft tracking, right? It's when you hear somebody refer to that medium, right? Uh, we absolutely love that. We know our advisors track it very, very poorly. When, when a client comes in and says, you know, gosh, I loved your last podcast. Why isn't anybody writing that down? There's success there. And one of the things that I think is a super, super, super powerful a video uh, about video is referrals, right? Instead of saying, go to my website and sign up for a free phone call, which by the way, we know that like you, we can do that because we're not asking people for really freaking personal stuff, right? Yeah. We can, we can do that because we have a product or service that's beneficial to our audience, but being able to send a video, Hey, this is my financial advisor. I'd like you to get to know her a little bit better. Here's a quick video. Just see what you think. Tell me what you, how you feel about her that changes everything, right? I mean, that's such a huge and powerful way to get people's attention and allow them to refer easier to you as a financial advisor without having to go for that hard ask. Okay, what did I miss? Did I miss anything? I think along those same lines, another great tool and way to use video is to ask for introductions from your clients. I think what you were talking about is sort of a value prop video that your clients could share, but they have mm -hmm. to understand that they need to share it. And so making sure that they get the message, this is something that we would encourage you to tell other people about, you know, if you have someone in your life, a friend or family member who has financial issues that have come up now or will in the future, because they do for all of us, we welcome the introduction. And if they are important to you, they are important to us. And we would love to sit down and find out if we can help them and they don't have to become a client. Just simply getting that messaging and helping your clients understand that you can pass this on, whether it's now or whether it's in the future. I do a lot of upfront work with our clients on focusing on, are we trying to reach prospects? Are we doing client nurture campaigns? And I was talking to one guy and he said, well, definitely prospects. I just want to focus on prospects. And he called me back three weeks later and he said, Laura, I got it dead wrong. I just lost a $1 million, no, $2 million client relationship because they had someone prepping their taxes who also did financial services and he was 10 minutes from their house and I'm an hour away and I wasn't doing a good enough job as my business has grown and other people are involved in my client accounts. I wasn't doing a good enough job making them feel like they had been touched enough. And video can definitely help you do that. So make sure you don't forget about the people that are 
already on your list. Yeah. Well, Laura Garfield and Sharon Gotula, thank you so, so much for this three-part miniseries. This was awesome. Finally, they need to go to the website, ideatocantor.com. They can sign up for your mailing list at the bottom of your website, and they can also click on something up at the top of your website to get a free consultation. Please make sure that you follow both of them on social media because they're always sharing super, super awesome stuff. Please sign up for their mailing list. The videos are great. They're fun. They're short. And guess what? They're good videos. So, you know, you kind of want to see what kind of quality that they'll do. They sh- they're pushing the pudding right there. So, uh, so guys, any closing thoughts before we wrap up? Do you mind if we give your listeners a freebie too? Oh, dear God, that'd be magnificent. <laughs> Well, we developed a guide called Six Steps to Attract New Clients with a Video, and we'd be happy to send it your way. All you need to do to get it is just email me, Laura, L-A-U-R-A, at ideadecanter, with an E-R, dot com, and put top advisor marketing in the subject line, and I will know what you want, and I will send you the guide. Yay! Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm sure they will absolutely love that. Well, this has been a whole bunch of fun, and thank you. Full disclosure for everybody, uh, I said this, I think, on the, the first one of the miniseries. Uh, we have used uh, both of them to help us create better video and are, are eternally grateful for it. They're wildly professional and amazingly knowledgeable, and on top of that, they're super cool and a lot of fun. So thank you guys for both being you. We really appreciate it here at Top Advisor Marketing, and guess what, everybody? We'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. Are you ready to change the way you communicate with your clients? Are you tired of being the best kept secret in your area? Learn how to become a prolific online influencer, attract more ideal clients, and grow your business. Contact us today and see what the power of podcasting can do for your business. Click on the Contact Us link on our website at topadvisormarketing.com and set up a call to learn more. Follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook for more updates and information. This was brought to you by iris.xyz, a platform helping financial professionals become better in business and life through new media and new voices. Visit them and learn more at iris.xyz.